up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have a phenomenal motivational speaker. It gives me great honor and privilege to introduce to you Marcia N. Cole. I want to um, first start off doing your background first. And I noticed we do have this one thing in common. You come from a very large family. So how how large is your family? Whew, so let's see. My great-grandmother had about 15 kids. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then her dad had about, I think it's about, it was 12 or 13 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just on my mom's side alone. So on my dad's side, um, I, my dad has about 13 kids himself. Um, so, but I'm not oh. too, I don't know that side too well, but on my mom's side, like I have a lot of aunts, uncles and cousins. Mm-hmm. As, are you coming from a very close knit? Well, I know your dad's side, you don't know that very well, but your mom's side, are y'all very close knit? Oh, yes. Um, We get family vacations, um, family reunions every year. Um, You know, we get so I'm originally from North Carolina. I'm right now I'm in Maryland near Washington, D.C. And so I have family still in North Carolina and a lot of family up here in Maryland as well. But we talk often. We meet up often. um, We're always doing something together. My family's from North Carolina, too. Stop. Winston-Salem, yeah. Woo! So you might know where I'm from because I'm from a small town and I always tell people like I'm from a, a truck stop town where people just not don't stop, stop for gas and food. So I'm from Solar mm-hmm. City, but just not too far from Winston-Salem. Okay. Like my dad's siblings, 10 of them, his mom had 10 and my parents together have nine. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I only had four. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that person. I'm like, I did good going halfway. So I'm not going all the way up, up the road. Nope, no, you got to know your limits. Yes. Listen, and we had one bathroom. How? How's that possible? That many kids. Explain yourself. How many girls? My sister's the oldest. She's, and she's 20 years older than me. So by the time oh, I man. came, she was gone. So it was all boys. Oh, wow. So, yeah. The struggle was real. Yeah, they they all thought they was my daddy. Yep, everybody thinks you're my daddy. No, and I will fight all of you. That's before I'm saved, Lord. That's before I'm saved. (laughs) 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 Just saying. But um, so your siblings, are you close to your siblings? So, yeah, so on my mom's side, it's three of us. Um, Unfortunately, I lost my brother, my younger brother last year in August. Mm-hmm. And then I have a younger sister as well. And we've always been very close. I was going to ask you about your brother. Do you mind talking about what happened with him? Mm-hmm. So last August, August 12th of 2020, my brother was murder, murdered, murdered by his girlfriend. Um, he was stabbed. Oh, my God. Jesus. Please tell me they convicted her. So we are we um we are about to start the trial in November. They haven't even started the trial yet. No, is it because of COVID? 
Mm -hmm. okay. COVID, everything got pushed. Um, but she's been she's been in jail since the incident happened. Okay. Thank God for that. And I'm so sorry yeah. for your loss, especially like that way, tragically mm -hmm. like that. Um, how did you overcome that situation? Ooh, thank God my faith was where it was when it happened. I mean, mm -hmm. and it's where it is now because like when I got the call that something had happened, I just had this peace about me that, oh, everything is going to be okay. God got this. He's about to turn this around. My brother mm -hmm. about to have a mighty testimony. Um, and I just had this faith that like everything was going to be okay. And so we're outside the hospital. They're doing surgery. We're just waiting. And it felt like we're, we're, we've been there for a week just waiting for someone to say something. You know, it's during COVID. So you can't like walk in a hospital and, you know, so right. we're outside. And my mom was the only one who was allowed to go in, you know, and wait in the um, operating room, waiting room. And I'm out there just praying and I'm just praying and I'm just so hopeful. Like everyone is like, you know, my brother's name was Dante. Dante's a fighter. Like he's going to get through this. He's going to be okay. Right. He's a fighter. He a fighter. And so in the middle of me praying, because I was just praying to God and I said, God, bring him home. God, bring him home. I said, he shall live. He shall not die. He shall live. He shall not die. And then just something came over me and it was just like, wait, Marcy, you just said, bring him home. But let's think about this real quick, because if he go to heaven, that's home. If he right. comes here, right. that's home. So what home are we talking about? And when I was asked, when I was saying, God, he shall live, he shall not die. It was just like, well, if he go to heaven, he's living. Right, you know, right. He's like a physical death, but he's living. And when the doctors had said, um, like I was on the phone with my mom, somehow God is so good because somehow mm -hmm. her friend snuck into the hospital and was there with her. Yes, mm -hmm. it was crazy. I don't know how she got in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the phone and there was like the doctors coming and I said, what are they saying? What are they saying? What are they saying? And of course we did all that we could. And like, it was just like, Ooh, it's just like something came over me and I was just like, thank you, God. And I was like, I forgive her, you know, and mm. then it transitioned to me saying like, wait a minute, am I just really hearing this right? Like, why God? Why? Why? Why my brother? Why God? Why did this have to happen? And mm -hmm. throughout the whole process, the weeks leading up, leading up to his funeral, it was just like, I've always been on, like, I forgive her, you know, because who am I to judge? Who am I to throw a stone? Like, in my mm -hmm. eyes, we all are children of God and we all deserve love and his grace. And I forgive her because guess what? Somebody who was supposed to show up in her life did not show up in her life. Right. You know, somebody right. who's supposed to break something and hurt a generational chain or a generational issue did not do what they're supposed to do. So mm -hmm. I can't be mad at her because there's plenty of people who didn't show up that I could be mad at as well. Mm -hmm. I just kept asking God, okay, God, um, what's the purpose? Like, how how you about to turn this around? How are you going to use me and my platform to turn this around? Yes. You know, so my brother name, my brother won't, he, he won't die in vain, uh, in vain. And I just kept saying, my brother was 22. And so I learned to like move into a state of gratefulness. God, thank you for 22 years. Most people don't get one day. Most people only get five years. Thank you for 22 years. And it's 22 great years. See, the, the thing that the enemy can't steal, because we know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But mm -hmm. he can't steal the memories that we have with my brother. 
You know, he can't steal of who my brother is because everybody he would talk to would talk about his character and everyone sounded the same. People in my church were coming up to me like, I want to be a part of your family. They said, they said people were saying stuff about your brother that people who are 20, uh, 60, 70, 80, people will never say those things about him. So mm -hmm. it, it shows that he had, even though he was taken, that he served his purpose. He still served a mighty purpose here on earth mm -hmm. in the 22 years he was here. And so grief is like a, you just never know how it's going to hit you, to be honest. You know, right. like you have your good days and then days you just don't want to get out of bed and you cry. But I just continue to remember that there's someone out there who's waiting for me to show up. And if I don't show up, they're gonna end up six, six feet down. And so I just have to continue to press forward and know that God has a greater plan. God has a greater purpose. And in all things, I would trust him because I know that he is gonna turn my, my tears into joyous praise. He's gonna turn my despair into hope. Yes. So praise God. <sighs> Girl, that's a, that's a testimony. That is a testimony. And you're right. And I don't think people really understand that about grief, about how each moment, each day is different from the last day. But the one thing that's not different, the one thing that's consistent through that whole thing is your faith mm -hmm. in God and that he's going to carry you through, through that bad moment and through those good moments. Because even in those good moments, a tear still can be shed. And from what you're saying, how close your family was, I know that that was a hard hit on you. And I'm just wondering, because I've been through a similar situation in my family of the why gods, of, of people asking why God. Um, how did your family react to your non-reaction? So, yeah, I'm a little different than a lot of people in my family. And so I've always had like a positive outlook on things. And I've always been like a, a no drama, very positive, you know, person. And so while everyone is like angry, you know, with the girl, like, you know, just saying all types of things. And, and I would like people know me. So people kind of already know how I'm going to respond to things for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, and so it wasn't no surprise that Marcy is like, I forgive her. You know, it, it wasn't like a surprise to them that I forgive her, but I was able to bring a perspective to them so they could see it differently, you know, to not house all that anger. Because what people don't understand when you house anger and unforgiveness, you're not hurting the other person. You're hurting yourself. Absolutely. And when, and when you house it, you don't allow yourself to heal. You know, part of going through the grieving process is allowing yourself to heal. See, we grieve different things. We don't just grieve people. You know, we grieve situations. We grieve job loss. We grieve so many different things. Divorces, all that. Yeah. So many different things. We yeah. even grieve losing ourselves, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so it's just like, I have, I, you know, I try to remind people that you have to allow yourself, like, if you're mad, okay, be mad. Like, if you need to cry, okay, cry. But then you need to be able to let go of the things that's holding you back. You need, you need to be able to differentiate what's, what's helping you and what's hurting you, you know? Mm -hmm. And in order for you to heal, you got to let that stuff go. Because who are we to judge? Like, I don't care how much of a saint 
that you think you are, there's no perfect person in this world but Jesus. Okay. Amen. Amen. No perfect person. We all, I mean, it could be something simply as, you know, talking about someone gossiping. It could be something simply as not holding door for someone, you know, not showing kindness to, you know, someone, you know, and so we all sin, but we all just sin in different ways. Mm -hmm. When that bill collector called and you say that ain't you. That's you. Yeah, that was you on the phone. Yes. <laughs> now, something you said in your bio, which is very hard to believe, you said that you were shy. I don't see shyness in your in your spirit, young lady. <laughs> I don't see it. So how did you come from being shy to this powerhouse that you are right now? It's so funny because you you sound like my daughter. And when I try to tell her, like, babe, I used to be just like you. I used to be really shy, really timid. And she's like, mom, where? You're just like a social butterfly. You just walk <laughs> up to people and talk to them. And hi, my name is Marcia. This is it. And I'm like, why well, no? And I had to, like, have her talk to my best friend to, like, mm -hmm. girl, can you please tell her how I used to be <laughs> as a kid, teenager, and even in my early years as being an adult? Mm -hmm. The thing is, my identity was in the wrong things. My identity was in worldly things. My identity was in the fact that I was a fatherless child, right? And so mm -hmm. my life, I was a people pleaser. I'm always looking for a validation and acceptance of others. I'm always being the person that I think people would like instead of just being me, you know? And when I was finally able, like in 2000, it was about 2015, when I went through a hard, tough time in my life and then something just came over me and it's like, I'm not loving myself and I have not healed from childhood trauma that I was still allowing to carry on in my into my adulthood. And it was like, I need Jesus and I need therapy. And what did I do? I went to go find Jesus and I found therapy. I mean, I've always had a foundation of faith and of God because I grew up in the church and things like that. But I was I was just that, okay, we go to church, it's Easter or it's a special event. I, but I didn't have that relationship with God. And so when I started getting that relationship, getting to understand, like, who is God? Like, like let's, let's talk about this. Like, who is God for real? And then what does God say about me? And so when mm -hmm. I was able to strip the I, this, the false self-identity I had and to get the, the true identity that we have in Christ, I was able to step into who I was and I was able to love me for me, even my imperfections. I was able to love me and understand that my voice does matter, that my voice needs to be heard, you know, that the world can't. I shouldn't count on the world to accept or validate me. Listen, the world changed their feelings like they changed their draws. One minute they like you, the next minute they don't. One minute they support you, the next minute they don't, you know? And so once I was able to truly build, have a relationship with God, I was able to find me. Listen, he's still working on me. I still shy away from certain things or still shrink in certain situations. But I'm always reminding myself and I have to say, Marcy, this is not about you. Because see, when we're not operating as the people that God has created us to be, we're really being selfish and we're making things mm -hmm. about us. And it's like, Marcy, get out your feelings because this is not about you. So put yourself down and pick up the cross and let's go do this thing. Because in our weakness, he is made strong. Yes. Come on, girl. You better be glad you ain't sitting in front of me. I'll throw a church fan at you. <laughs> 
<laughs> now I'm so happy that you said that not only did you find God in Christ, which is the most important thing, but you also went to therapy because the church has shied away from therapists for so long. And even though they're still coming around, there's still those old schoolers out there that still feel like, well, all you need to do is just pray and you'll be fine. That is true to a sense, to a degree. And I'm saying this, and then I want you to go ahead and elaborate that God has blessed so many people with so much knowledge and wisdom for a reason. Doctors, lawyers, and you go to them whenever you are sick or wherever you have a legal issue. So why would you not go to a professional to help you with your emotional issues? What is the difference? So I'm going to give you the floor on that on what in your mind said, not only do I need Christ, but I also need professional help. See, it's, it's in the church, you know, I call like, um, what's it called? Old Testament Christians, you know, because there's a difference between Old Testament and New Testament, but also in our community as African-Americans, right? Like somebody just need to pray for you, you know, you need to, you know, you need to go get prayed for and things like that. But the thing is, yeah, prayer does work, you know, but also therapy does work as well. Because yes. we need to be able to learn these strategies that we can use to heal. You know, therapy ha helps us. It, it gives us like an unbiased guidance. You know, instead of you just going to your homegirl who may give you good advice, but her advice is based on her own experience. And sometimes people have a limited view of things. But therapy gives you an opportunity to just let loose, express yourself and then it allows the therapist to give you practical um, practical strategies to use to overcome life challenges, um, mm -hmm. you know, positive coping skills, you know. And guess what? Sometimes when you talk to God, you know, like you have to be able to sit and listen. But that's what the therapist do as well. The therapist knows how to ask you certain questions to dig things out that you have hidden ask you questions in a way that you like, wow, I never thought about it that way. Or I, I totally forgot about all of that. And so Jesus and therapy. Now for me, I've, I always look for a Christian therapist, you know, mm -hmm. because if I'm going to go to someone and sit on someone's couch, I need to make sure that they're not just leading me based on their professional experience, but I need to make sure they're also giving me spiritual wisdom as well. And so whenever I find the therapist, <clears throat> like, the person that needs to look like me, this is just my my preference. And the person right. needs to be a, a Christian, you know? So when they're guiding me that, like when I was grieving, when it, when the therapist was telling me how to grieve, well, I need you to tell me where to go into in the Bible and to learn more about grieving. Like what scriptures, what stories in the Bible, do, what do I need to be declaring over my life? So a therapist is able to give us the tools that we need, the, the practical things that we need, whereas the relationship with God, it helps you identify who you are and understand who God is and to understand that you're never alone. And I agree with finding a therapist that fits your criteria because you want someone who relates, not necessarily like you said, your buddy or, or your family member, 
who is going to, like you said, give, may give you an unbiased uh, answer, but you need someone who I can't talk to someone about racism who does not understand what it feels like to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. They would not completely understand. They will only, as you said, their clinical answer or their, um, well, just their textbook answer of how I should deal with it versus understanding the shoes I'm walking in. Mm -hmm. So, or like you said, or a Christian way. So I understand where you're coming from. Now, what led you to become a motivational speaker? So, you know, it's so funny because like, it's always been in me. I just didn't have a title for it. Like mm -hmm. I was the friend that everyone would go to for like advice or guidance, or I always, always, always the one who was trying to motivate, you know, my friends. Um, and so, you know, people will always say like, Marcia, like, you're so good at this. But see, I didn't believe it. Like, I didn't see it. Like, I'm like, people would say like, I think you're supposed to be a speaker, you should speak. And I'm like, who? And it's like, <laughs> God, are you like, I was like Moses, you know, like, you want me to speak? I'm like, man, I'm American. And sometimes I don't even know how to speak English correctly. And you want me, who is going to listen to, you know, I'm a, I'm in my uh, 30s. I'm like, I sound like a freaking 12 year old. Who is going to listen to me? You mm -hmm. know? And, and, and I just always had this way about helping people understand, you know, like putting things in perspective for people and actually helping people move. And I didn't realize it that I've always been doing it. You know, sometimes when, you know, we look at certain things, if you're, if we're not doing it on the big scale, we discount what we're doing because the mm. world makes us think that we're supposed to be on the podium or in a stadium with 10,000 people. No, that's the world perspective. But in right. everything, every every encounter that we do, every environment that we do, we're using our gifts and we're serving a purpose, you know? And so I just started like embracing. Once I truly was able to accept the gifts that God has given me, okay, God, so I have a gift for encouraging people. You know, I'm an encourager, I'm a teacher, you know? And it was just like, okay, now I'm about to step into this. And I just started mm -hmm. stepping into it. And, you know, I like the first thing I done was like, OK, if I'm going to speak, I need to like improve my speaking skills. So like I'm on YouTube University, you know, watching mm -hmm. videos and like getting deeper into the word. Then I joined like a Toastmasters, which is the cheapest and, and very great um, program for people who are who are looking to get into any type of public speaking. You know, mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like cheaper than Netflix. Right. And you get you gain so much more from it. Oh, wow. um, and so then I just started getting really bold in my speaking. Like, like I said, I was the one who went and speak, who went and volunteered to speak, who went and raised their, barely raising my hand to participate in things. Mm -hmm. to like, okay, I'll do it. Or if someone asked me to do it, I went and like shy back. I would be like, okay, I'm, I would do it. You know, what do you, I, I mean, it started with me doing leading volunteer groups and women's shelters and me just going in to serve lunch to me actually turning it into an empowerment session. Where like each wow. time I would go, I would prepare like a speech and I would prepare uh, um, an activity for us to do, whether it's vision boards, whether it's writing um, our thoughts down and taking our negative thoughts and making them positive thoughts. I mean, to so many different activities, I, I'm still a work in progress as we all are. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I realized that God gave me a voice and and this is with anybody, you know, you don't have to be a motivational speaker, but God gave us a voice and we have to use that voice in the capacity that he He gave us our voice, whether it's us encouraging someone, whether it's us sharing our story, whether it's us educating someone, we have a voice. For so long, my voice was silent because I thought my voice didn't matter. I thought that no one didn't care about what I had to say. And I thought that no one would listen to me. But the Mm -hmm. whole time, the problem was it wasn't about people rejecting me. It was about me rejecting myself and the person that God had called me to be. Mm -hmm. And you used your gift to be part of a co your co-founder of this wonderful organization, Born to Love, Inc., can you tell me, well, tell us about it? Yes. So um, we, I, with my co-founder, we founded Born to Love in 2019 is when we became officially a 501c3. Um, mm-hmm. So before that, like I said, I've, I've always had a heart to serve. So you can always catch me in the community and shelters. And I had just started doing shelters. It would just be me going to a shelter, feeding about 40 to 50 women. And then I started telling people about it and then it became like a group we would go and we would do the activities we would do like a women's boutique where we collect donations and we would set up shoes clothes um hygiene products we would invite community resources out for the women wow and i was like okay god like and i've worked for nonprofits in the past and it was like okay if you want to do more you need to get your you need to get a nonprofit um status and so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And so one of the ladies that was um, that had came on board to volunteer with me, she and I decided that okay, let's just do this together. And so that's how we formed Born to Love. Now, Born to Love came to me years ago when I was mm-hmm. questioning God and asking Him, like, what am I here for? Like, how can people just treat me any kind of way, and I just can still be nice to them? You know, treat people the same. You know, be so forgiving. And God placed in my spirit, you were born to love. And, mm. and, and it's like, that's the name of the nonprofit because we are all, love conquers all, right? We're yes. all here to love. You know, mm-hmm. love is the greatest of them all. And so mm-hmm. we were born to love. And our primary mission is to help single mothers of color. And so our primary mission is to help single mothers of a color, color with referral programs, with outreach programs, and just really like um, educational workshops and things of that nature. Now, where are you located at? We're in, um, it's called Montgomery County, Maryland. Okay. <clears throat> so are you hoping to broaden this out on a national loca- uh, way or you're satisfied with where it is? Wherever God takes us, we're going. Amen. Ain't that it. Um, you also have an uplifting program called Faith, Focus, and Finish Strong Zoom Talk. Yes. Okay. So the, the faith no, go focus, ahead. Okay. The Faith, Focus, and Finish Strong Zoom Talk. I actually started that during the pandemic, April of 2020. You know, um, and this is part of me stepping out and trusting God and using my gifts. You know, during when the pandemic first started, everyone was like very scared and nervous and just didn't know what was going on. But I just had this positive perspective on. I'm like, yes, God is shutting everything down. Like we can finally just rest and spend time with family and like 
because I'm I'm a busybody, right? So I got right. kids. I'm always running here and there. And so everyone was coming and I was like, God, God was like, I want you to create an environment where women can come and feel uplifted and feel motivated. And so mm -hmm. that's how the Zoom talk was created. And so every Thursday at 8.30 Eastern time, we come together on Zoom. I have special guests that come on and they just share their, their stories. They share their expertise to help women. And, and the goal of it is to, to, be, to have a community of sisterhood, motivation, and prayer to help women truly see the beauty that God, that God has them on, the, uh, the beauty in the path that God has them on, and to be able to like break free from their paralyzing mindset, everything that was meant to stop them. And so bringing these women on to help them break free from them things and heal from them things. And what gave you the title? What was the motivation for the title? It just came like, I was just like, okay, what am I going to call this? And when you, when, when I, when I thought about it, it was like, okay, in life, you have to have faith, right? Right. We have faith. We have to focus on things above, right? Yes. We have yes. the right faith and we have our focus despite what we're going through. If we have the right faith and we, we keep our eyes on God, mm -hmm. then we can finish strong because we're already yes. destined to finish strong. So having faith and having the right focus, we are going to finish strong. Because we're already more than conquerors. What? More than. More than. So That's the key. That. Yes. People don't realize that because it's not we are conquerors. We are more than conquerors. My favorite scripture. One of one of my favorite scriptures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more than. Um, wearing so many hats. You're a wife, a mother, entrepreneur, you know, woman of God, of course, and businesswoman, and you're a motivational speaker, and you know, the list goes on. Your resume is about yay big. How do you find time to take care of you? Um just learned how to do that to be honest like it took me some time to actually understand the importance of rest and self-care now and, what do you do um so for me mm -hmm. i love just i've always been like a go 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 type of person but i just mm -hmm. love just being in a house i love going on walks for one i love nature walks mm -hmm. I, I love just being on a, in a house you know binge watching a show um or reading a good book, and I love going on vacations. Okay, what show are you binge watching right now? Um, right now, what am I binge watching right now? Um, I think what have I watched? Because I don't watch TV that much. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I'm watching Squid Games with my family. Uh, yeah, it's, are you letting your kids watch it with you? Mm -hmm. I have uh, a teenager, like a okay. teenager. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, girl. So, which episode are you on right now? We are not gonna give out any spoilers, folks, if y'all haven't seen it. But which episode are you on right now? I believe I'm on four or five. Okay, so they would back. So you were where they would back because they were okay. they they are are did, are you at where they voted and they decided to leave? Tad of a spoiler, but not really. Yeah, yeah, I'm on where they they already came back. Okay, so they're back now. Okay. who girl, I watched that season in one day. I couldn't stop. 
You sound it like fun. He's been um he 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 went ahead of us. Like we watched the first episode together. And because mm-hmm. of our statues, we don't always have time to sit down. So he couldn't wait to the next time we can sit together. And he just watched the whole just <laughs> he said, I'll still sit down and watch it with you guys. That's me. I'll I'll watch the whole thing. But if you know, if you want to watch it again, I will, especially if mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, I'll watch it. But yeah, I'm I'm that person that if I can watch a whole thing all at once. Yeah, I'm gonna pull an all-nighter and then let's do it. I'm sure my husband don't like that, but I have bad insomnia, so sorry, honey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what advice would you give someone who feels like um, they have a purpose, but they don't feel like they're uh, fully equipped to go after that purpose? Okay, so the first thing I would ask that person is, what makes you think that you're not fully equipped to go after your purpose? And what we and it's so funny you asked me this question because the thing is, we don't understand that we're always in purpose. We're not trying yeah. to reach purpose. We're always in purpose. Now, sometimes God will give us a vision of where he's taking us, right? And because we haven't reached that, we think that we're not in purpose. Or because we're looking at the world and what the world is telling us is purpose. We think that we're not in purpose. But whatever Mm -hmm. God has placed in you, God is always using you if you allow him to. So you're always in purpose. And every assignment, whether job, whatever, friendship, whatever room you're in, you're always in purpose. So learn to be in the moment because... God, as soon as you finish with this assignment, God is going to open the door for the next assignment. You finish that assignment, he's going to open the door for the next assignment. But don't rush to get to where God has already shown you that he's taking you because his promises are still true. And so just appreciate where you are. And if you're struggling with who you are and having confidence and believing in yourself, spend some time with God, spend some time with his word and be mindful of what you're watching and who you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Because what happens if people put doubt in us, right? So like you might have a conversation with someone and they'll be like, that was, that, that, you should be really sad about that. People can't tell you how you should feel about things or what right. you feel about things. And so you have to be so confident in who you are and who God says you are that whatever people are saying about you or around you, It don't even matter. See, once you defeat the enemy within, you're good. Everything, everything is, and you have to figure out, usually if you feel that way, you have some issues with identity and and confidence in yourself. And so Mm -hmm. you have to really get to the root of that. So it's usually something that happened in your childhood that makes you think that you're unworthy, that you're undeserving, that you're not equipped. And you have to get to that and you have to heal from that and you have to, you have to uproot those things, those lies, and then fill yourself with truth. So create yourself some affirmations that you just repeat every day and spend some time with God so you can understand. What Go to Google and ask, what does God say about me? And continue to play that in your head. So whenever anyone else, the world says something about you, you know that's a lie because God didn't say it. So when someone comes to you, say you're not qualified, you're not equipped, that's not what God says. That's not what God yes. says about me. Let me take you to his word and let me show you what he says about me. Because mm-hmm. that applies to you. That doesn't apply to this person or that person. That applies to you too. 
So get into his word and get into a relationship with him. And here's the big one. People will talk to you, but you will talk to you. You will talk yourself negative to you. will talk yourself out of something. You will be your own worst enemy. And everybody around you will say positive things, but you won't even hear it because of all this negativity in your own head and in your own heart. Because like you said, something that happened in your childhood or even just period in your life and you're just resting on that negative thought. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. And I know I'm, you know, it's easier said than done and you will have a moment. But something I always say that if it's a moment, let it be just that a moment, Mm -hmm. not a lifelong session of depression. Ooh, that rhyme bars. Just just have your moment. Like you said, if you want to cry, cry, get it out. Now wipe those tears and, and get busy, get busy get busy and social media alone will make you feel bad about yourself and those are just pictures you don't know them they don't know you they ain't never heard of your name you following a whole bunch of people who will never say anything back to you and your feelings are hurt because you're looking at their pictures because you want that life but you don't want that no 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 No. people got to realize you got to start telling yourself I don't want that. That's not mine. Because mm-hmm. what people post on social media, that's just a highlight of their life. If you dig a little deep, believe me, you don't want it. You don't want to go through what they had to go through to show up. See, people will post pictures on social media, but they won't post how many pictures they had to post. I mean, even if you think about yourself before you post a picture, how many pictures did you take before you was finally like, okay, that's the one I'm going to go ahead and post? Probably about 50. And you're doing it yourself. They got a professional photographer, mm-hmm. a makeup artist, a wigster. Yeah, I'm going to call her a wigster, hairstylist. <laughs> got all that to make it and, you know, and rented a yacht mm-hmm. that ain't even they boat just to take one picture yes. for you, for mm-hmm. you to be like, I wish I had that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because half the time they half of them sold, they sold to the devil. So no, you don't. Yes. You don't want their life. And that's what you you have to define what success means for you, you know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of these people that you see on social media that's living this luxury, glamorous lifestyle, they don't spend time with their kids, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. they have debt. They, they probably have, a, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to talk about people, but I'm just saying like, you don't know what they had to sacrifice, right? And, and mm-hmm. I'm not willing to sacrifice certain things. So you have to define what success means for you. And mm-hmm. then you have to go after it. You know, what's important? What's, what's a priority to you? Right. you know, what's non-negotiables for you? And if someone has anything to say about you, guess what? It's really not about you. It's really about them. So let it go. Well, if God yeah. didn't say it, who cares? Someone has something to say negative about you and it's not to uplift you or help you heal or help you. Who cares? You got to get comfortable with being alone. But guess what? The God, the word said, God says, I will never leave you or fail you. Or forsake you. Absolutely. God says, God says, I came to give you hope and a future. I am your helper. What will mere people do to you? Do not mm-hmm. fear. You know, check out Jesus. Yes. You, get to know Jesus. Come on now. 
Okay, I like how you use like get to know Jesus. <laughs> a little Ebony, get to know Jesus. Yes. <laughs> know him for yourself. Be it's you. a personal relationship. And that's another thing. They don't understand. God is coming for you, not a copy of someone else. So be like you said, be you. And you know why, you know, people like that opportunity haven't came to that person or that door hasn't opened because mm -hmm. they're not showing up as them. So guess what? That opportunity is still looking for you. They're like, where is she at? Where is he at? I cannot find him because you're showing up as a fraud. You're not showing up as a person that God has created you to be. So get comfortable with being you. I don't care what you look like, what you sound like, how you dress. Listen. God created you to be you and you are perfect in his eyes. You are his masterpiece. He has chosen you. He has forgiven you. He has created you for a purpose on purpose. Believe that. Stamp that. You want to stamp that? Stamp that. Period. You know? Come on now. And I'm telling you, like, this is how I have to talk to myself. Until you get honest with yourself, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going to heal. You have to get honest with yourself. You know, stop looking out into the world and blame a mama and dad and this relationship and this job and this and that, the color of your skin. No, 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 no. Get real with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and figure out what needs to change, what needs to be different. And realize mm -hmm. that the reason why I haven't been able to move forth is because of me. So what do I need to put down so I can move forward? Who do I need to put down so I can move forward? If you're going through the same thing over and over again, and it's with different people or different situations, but it's the same scenario, the common denominator in that scenario is you. It's you, ma'am. It's you, sir. You're the problem. Not everybody else. It is Y-O-U. What is next for you? The next thing is for me to continue to grow my platform um, with my Zoom Talk community. I do plan to like hope, like i I hosted my very first um, virtual women conference to celebrate the anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. To celebrate wow. the anniversary of my Zoom talk. And so I just plan to expand to do retreats, to do um, missionary trips like in Africa and other countries, third world countries. And I, pl I plan to publish some books, you know, God willing. You know, right now I'm just... I just say, I'm just a girl allowing God to use her. Whatever he leads, I will follow. Well, and what I love is that you're thinking big. You're not thinking small. So yeah, I mean, he'll do it for you. He'll do it. Yes, because what I realize is, and what we have to realize as people is we serve a big God. So sometimes when we're praying and we're praying for things and God is, and you wonder like why God is not answering. Because um, God is looking at you like, do you know who I am? You can do that for yourself. Come, come bigger. Come bigger because God likes to do things where people can look at you and be like, I know there is a God, you know, yes. how did you make it through that? How did you go from bankruptcy to this? You know, how did you go from a divorce to this? How did you go from losing your job to this? You know, from mm -hmm. losing out, you know, whatever God likes to do things so he can get the glory. So when people look at you and they be like, how did you do it? And your answer is, but God, only God, my Nobody God. Nobody but God. Yes. It was not me at all. At all. At all. I was just a vessel. I was just there. Listen, because like even this right here, this ain't me. Absolutely not. No. So I know you feel the same way. This, this, 
no, this whole shenanigans, no. <laughs> this is nothing but God. Yeah. So how can people find you? I am on Facebook, Instagram, um, and YouTube and Clubhouse sometimes, not that often. But all my handles are the same. You can, and even my website is just Marcia, my name, the letter N, Cole. Okay. And people can contact you to do motivational speeches or anything like that if they, if they wanted to. Yep. Um, prayer requests. I am a prayer warrior. I, I love standing in agreement with people. Um, so yeah, feel free to contact me. Okay. Here's your last question. If you can have any song be your theme song, when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? So I guess I would have to say um, I love um, Kareem Hawthorne. And mm -hmm. this is a tough one, though. But the song that I've been rocking with for the longest is um, Unstoppable. Yeah. And so that would be like my theme song because I am unstoppable. Um, no matter what I face, no matter what I go through, no matter what the trick of the enemy is, I serve a God who is bigger than everything, who will help me conquer every mountain, who will help me defeat every giant, who will help me overcome every storm. Yes. So I cannot yes. touch. I got the victory, you know? Yes. So that would be it. Yeah. Okay. I love that song. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it, love it. That's one of those songs where you put on and just be lost yeah. in the moment. Lost. Mm -hmm. And lost. it boosts your energy, your energy. I yes. mean, your confidence be like, girl. Look, don't don't mess with me. Look, right, especially, especially if you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> just like, ooh, let me get my foot off this gas. Yeah. You be like, what you say? Say something. You know, can't be touched. Can't be touched. Ain't that it. Oh my God. Well, you know what? You are a beautiful inside and out. And I'm so thankful and honored that you are on the show and all the things that you're doing for your community and in the very near future worldwide. I'm so, so thankful and honored. And, and I know God is going to do nothing but exceedingly and abundantly more things for you and your family. Thank you, Marcia, for being on my show. I am so excited about all the things God's going to do for you. And I hope and pray that one day that you and I can collaborate again. You are a phenomenal woman. And hey, did you know Worldly Church Girl's live? That's right. Worldly Church Girl has gone live. As a matter of fact, you can see this very episode on my Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and LinkedIn page. And if you would like to be on World of Church Girl, or if you'd like to learn more about moi, go to www.worldlychurchgirl.com, go to my contact page, and shoot me an email. And let's see what we can do with that thing. And have you subscribed yet? What are you waiting for? As you can see, each show is getting better and better, and God is bringing forth so many people to the forefront to show you what he can do. Hit that subscription button so you will never miss another episode. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only 
Worldly Church Girls.